You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by Curiosoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Game Developers Conference. I'm here at GDC, and I'm interviewing another indie game developer. How about you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Michael Todd. And um, what kind of games do you like to make? Um, I like to make games that are very rare or unique in gameplay. I, I consider myself a gameplay specialist in that I tend to come up with the more unusual types of uh, gameplay. And uh, to come up with this unique type of gameplay, um, is there any process that you follow to, to do that? I mean, what's, what's the process to come up with just wacky ideas or even experiment with them? Um, I think there are three things. The first is have a variety of interests. I'm uh, a journeyman electrician. Well, I was interested when I was younger. And this game uses a lot of inspiration from, elect from electricity in general. Um, the other thing is read, watch television, and be very varied about that. Don't just watch a single, you know, you need the input. If you're going to come up with ideas, you cannot just base off of other games and then slightly change their uh, systems. Um, the, the second thing is have time to research and develop ideas. The first one that comes up, it will look great for a day, and you'll wake up in the morning, and it won't look very good. Um, I took a month to actually block out the idea for Mac Builder, and I'd actually come up with something very similar to it, which I built off of two or three months earlier. The third thing is prototype. Know how and when to prototype. You can use Flash, you can use any game editor or whatever, but being able to actually play your game, even in the most primitive form, is very important. The difference between that and paper is huge. Uh, when you talk about prototyping, do you have any specific process besides using something like Flash or some other prototyping tool? I mean, is there anything else that you do once you finish the prototype and iterate? Um, I actually don't prototype with Flash. My personal preference is the engine that I use to make my games anyway, which is uh, Game Studio A6. Um, I have about 90-odd projects which I've built up over the last five years, and by all means, none of them, most, most of them are not uh, finished projects. However, I have fiddled with a variety of genres, and I can generally pull up something that's fairly close and start a prototype, you know, not quite from scratch. I can have a pathfinding system already put in. It, saves, it tends to save a week, which is very useful when prototyping basic ideas. Uh, you mentioned that you have over 90 uh, projects that you experimented with. Are, are those mostly prototypes, or did you even prototype even more than those 90? Um, they they're less than half prototypes. Um, a prototype I have to be fairly certain about. I tend to just draw and write for the first day or two, if not more, uh, and I find ideas frequently start looking worse after a couple of days as your mind develops the game and finds certain basic flaws. Um, the other half are a variety of uh, actual projects that I have spent you know, more than a month on, shall we say, and a bunch of small tools, uh, drawing tools, you know, whatever I happen to be working on, and some of it's contract work. Now, you mentioned that you uh, released a game. Um, what's the game, and um, what inspired it? Um, the game is Mech Builder, and uh, original series Star Trek actually inspired it. Um, I'd been watching a particular episode where Scotty saves the day, and um, I thought it would be awesome because there are about 
a million games where you're a spaceship captain, you're shooting aliens, but there are none where you're playing Scotty. And I have a background in electronics, as I mentioned, and I started fiddling around. And that game was called Trek, and the basic problem with it was that space combat, from a first-person point of view, I didn't feel was complex enough to really use the circuits. So I switched it to a game called Mech, because it was the same thing, except it also had, it had gravity, it had friction, it had a bunch of rules that I could use so you could have a complex system. Um, and then that got simplified down and down until Mech Builder. Sure. And um, can you explain exactly what Mech Builder does and what you do in the game? Mech Builder is a basic shoot 'em up arcade game where hordes of monsters pour off the edges of the screen and you shoot them with a variety of machine guns, uh, flamethrowers, rocket launchers, etc. Uh, the, the monsters you fight, for example, are zombies, tanks, you know, fairly, fairly generic stuff, and there's a boss fight every so often. Um, the, the rare or unique part of the game is that when the monsters drop money, and when you can pick that up and you take it into the circuit screen where you can spend it on parts. The parts range from if and while parts to machine guns and engines and shields and teleporters and um, about 11 different types of sensors and uh, there are 62 parts in total. So a player would be building their own little Mac? Yeah, yeah they would. And um, once they build this Mac, like when you were developing this, were there any surprises in terms of having to change the game design or gameplay based on just testing it out? Yeah, there, there were quite a few. Um, one thing was that I had originally planned it as entirely an action game with uh, a side sort of garage area of, of fiddling, but it turned into a sort of, not, not a puzzle game, it is still very much an action game. I don't like playing puzzle games personally, but there are challenges that are met in the thing, by, in the game, by having a monster come off the edge of the screen that has a particular type of shield. And then just naturally, I started making monsters using the systems I'd created, and so the shield might be impenetrable to all but a certain frequency. And it wasn't really a puzzle, but there are some configurations of your mech that will get you through a level a lot faster than others. So a monster might regenerate, but if you use a weapon that counters the regeneration, it can be a lot easier. Okay, and uh, any other surprises that happen when you are developing your game? Uh, one thing is, as a, as a general tip, is do not um, know your skills. Know your skills, because do not put a chunk of work in front of you in the schedule if you are not very confident of your skills to do that. I thought my Photoshopping skills were better than they really are. I learned the hard way, and I ended up having to hire an artist, uh, Daryl Flood um, from Ireland, and he did a great job, but the game was delayed two months as I had to stop and I had to wait for him to go back and do all the art all over again. Um, know, know your limits and really focus. And even in the beginning process of designing the game, design the game to be heavy on the work that you are good at. It really helps. Your standard game is fairly well split up because of the various departments of a company. If you design a game that is very heavy on programming and has fairly basic art, if you're a programmer, not an artist, that will help immensely. That will be months off your schedule. Um, once you finish the game, well, how did you know that you were done with the game? Playtesting. Uh, I don't think it had enough playtesting. I'm still playtesting. You can playtest on uh, my forum if you want. Um, but playtesting, when people started um, reporting glitches that were fairly minor, that did not stop the game, that were far smaller than many what many games are shipped with. 
at that point, I said, all right, the art looks good enough, it plays. It's interesting, the game itself played more or less like it did now on the third month, and it's now six months, and it's a lot of games, um, although there are significant changes, are like that. You do need to know when you're finished. Uh, you mentioned your forum. Did you actually have other users test this out? I mean, do you have a community of this, and do people get to, um, like, take their character that they built and actually post it on other places and do other things? Um, unfortunately, this version of the game uh, currently does not have an in-game setup for that, but my website does have a forum, which has a small community. Um, there are sections to for posting cool circuits, uh, cool configurations of the mech, and uh, there's a, a glitch testing uh, setup. There's also a review form that if you fill out and you put in, uh, as we update the uh, game, the new versions will have your name in the credits if you've you know, filled out a full form. So what's in store for the future, then, for either this game or future games? Um, I have... I, I certainly will be continuing this one until it is completely glitch-free and probably has a few more basic sort of shell features, um, certainly posting high scores online and that sort of thing. I have a fairly good idea of what I want to do next with uh, in an indie game. Uh, it's also based on the concept of building and action. I like the combination. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. And what's the site if people want to check out the game? Uh, it's www.kithgames.com. Kith is A-K-I-T-H, games.com. Thank you very much for your time.